Hello, welcome to To Death. Hello. We are back for our second episode. Kevin here. Ashley. Hope you enjoyed the first episode. So. That one was horrifying. Uh, I'm still getting over that one. Yeah, it was a rough one. Found a not so rough one. I mean, there's still murder involved in it, but like no kids. That's good. So the kids make it weird. Kids yeah. make it weird. <laughs> kids too. Oh, we just spent a lot of time doing our um, banner and uh, logo. So I hope you guys like that. Just fishing for compliments now. Yeah, I am. But so look, so cringe. My ego needs it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did work hard on. So I don't know if you want to like jump straight into the story. It's sure. kind of okay. So I've been kind of telling you about it. I haven't told you what story I'm doing. I've just told you kind of I how freaking nuts. Just so jump into it. Let me get all cozy. Everyone out there get all cozy. Cause it's it's a you're I've in got, for a long ride. I've got some cheese. It's got cheese. Our dog's got his Kong. I have we cheese are, in it too. Oh yeah, it does. Have some tea. We are ready to go. So today I'm going to tell you about Bonnie and Clyde. Like the Bonnie and Clyde. The Bonnie and Clyde. Okay. Do you know anything about them? Like I know their names are super popular. I'm pretty sure I saw a movie about them. Like maybe uh, Tom Hanks was in it or something. I don't know. Okay. They had a car and they like robbed banks and they people shot at them and they shot back and. Pretty much. They got shot up a lot. A lot of cops in some town. They eventually caught up them. I swear I saw a movie on it. Uh, I'm sure. There's tons of movies. There's tons of TV I'm, shows. I mean, everybody's heard books. of Bonnie and Clyde. You know, I have always heard of Bonnie and Clyde, and um, I've never actually heard the story of them. I just kind of knew who they were. All right. So we're just going to dive into this one, and I thought it was going to be kind of a cut and dry ca- like case to research, but holy crap it is a lot like they did a lot of stuff so i'm all just right. gonna jump in all right so we'll start off by talking about who they were individually right so okay. bonnie um parker was born in 1910 in rowena texas mm. she was the middle child of course she's a Texan. <laughs> hi betty okay so dog she, dog yeah she was the middle child. Um, her father actually died when she was four years old. So her name is Bonnie Parker? Bonnie Elizabeth Parker. Bonnie Elizabeth Parker. Yes. Her dad died when she was very young. That sucks. sucks. I'm sure that didn't help. Do you know what he died of? It didn't say. Mm. No. I mean, I probably could have researched that a little bit more, but... I mean, how'd you know I, not, how'd you not know I was going to ask that? <sighs> I should have known that. Carrying on. I know, I know, I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> Apparently, um, she really loved to write poems. Okay. And a lot of her poems have been published since their death, and she was very good at it. So I was reading about her, and there's not a lot cause about her in her early years, but she actually got married for the first time at 15 years old. Really? Yes, in 1926, so, which I know back then... Sure, so, and we already established that the dad died... When she, when she was four years old. She was four years old. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and the mom was just like, all right, like kind of like we need the help probably, like the financial help. I'm just assuming. It sounds like that. Yeah, and I can't I don't afford know. to take care of you anymore. So 
right. Pro- whatever. I'm sure it was pretty common back then to and, get and, married pretty young. And, and what, you, what year did you say it was? 1926. When she got married? When she got married. 1926. I think that was the year my uh, grandma on my dad's side was, was born. She's still alive. Uh, I know. That's crazy. It is crazy. And she's in very good shape for oh. her age. She's like 96, 90, yeah, I think like 96 years old. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> like, oh, she's so close to 100, too. She just I'm needs so to make close. it to 2026, 20, right? I don't honestly think she wants to. Oh, uh, yeah, that might. She reminds me every time we talk that getting old is awful. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's great. Future sounds awesome. Everything hurts. Yep. Anyways, back to murder. <laughs> or I know we're just talking about Bonnie. Mm. Bonnie Park. Oh, but, yeah, but we know where this is headed. So, when she was 15-year-old, she married um, this guy named Roy Thornton. He was around the same age as her as well. Apparently, he was... Okay, so they were, like, both 15. Yeah, they were both very young. Okay. And he was apparently a real piece of work. I feel like that makes it better than if he was, like, 30. Yeah, that does make it better, for sure. But he was, like, not a great guy. Like, he was gone all the time, in and out of jail, constantly... Um, was very abusive at, to at her. At 15? Yes. This guy already sounds like a piece of work already. Like, Didn't take he him long. basically was never around. He was always in and out of jail. He beat the crap out of her. Probably it was just it, terrible. Learned it from his probably father oh, or mother. Sure. Who knows? Or who knows? Or a brother. <laughs> or it's probably those damn video games. In 1926? Yeah, the hoop and stick. <laughs> the hoop and stick. So they actually divorced. So they actually didn't divorce. They parted ways, it says. They never actually divorced. So when she died, yeah. they were actually still married. Because I don't think they were really allowed to do that very easily back then. It was yeah, a big deal. That's You're probably right about that. If you're a divorcee. Right. I heard they're hot to trot. <laughs> I, I swear I heard that in like some old TV show. I think it was I'm like, sure you did. what's the one with the nine people on the front in the grid? The ni- oh, Parker, the Brady Bunch? Brady Bunch, yeah. I think it was in that one. Anyways. Oh, I mean, that's... I never actually watched that show, but I swear I heard oh, something along those lines. It's really good. That's the Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Mm-hmm. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I didn't, I didn't watch well, the I do, movie. I do like the movies yeah, really I, well, like the re, like the... Like newer remake movies, those were pretty good. See, I remember the trailer, and that's why I bring that up, but never saw them. Anyways, back to <laughs> Bonnie. <laughs> so it says it's kind of crazy because she never took off her wedding ring to this mm. guy. Like she wore that until the day she died. She's actually buried in that ring. Oh, yeah, um, I think that's because it would have been like a sign of. But you would think, like, I mean, spoiler alert, you know, Bonnie and Clyde get together. And they're yeah, in a relationship. Well, yeah, you're right. So it's mm. kind of weird to me that she never mm. took off her wedding ring to this Thornton guy. Yeah, I wonder what's up with that. Yeah. So Thornton like pure, actually... Like a purity ring? Yeah, I don't know what it was. Thornton actually died in 1937. He was shot while trying to escape from Huntsville Prison. So that is that guy. Huntsville, Texas. Huntsville, Texas. The yeah. Huntsville prison where all like the death row is. Wow. The death row um, prison. The Green Mile. No, it's not that. <laughs> no, not that. I don't think. That's like that's probably more like Alabama or something. I was... Yeah. What was that? I don't know. I don't know. I need to rewatch that movie. I, I don't like... think it's a real thing. Isn't it? Well, it's like based on. I'm sure it's area. based on something real enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think there was like flies pouring out of some guy's mouth. 
and like curing oh, cancer. I, yeah, I don't think any of that happens. Yeah, that stuff is. <laughs> that would be cool if it did, though. Grab the guy by his crotch and cured his venereal disease. <laughs> That movie was weird. It was weirder than I thought it was going to be, honestly. I uh, thought it, I didn't know all that magic stuff was going to happen. I thought it was just like a, a, a movie about like death row. I have a hard time with that movie because I cannot watch that mouse get killed. It just tears my heart open. No, right? Doesn't the guy like step on the box? Yeah, oh, fuck and he, like, that. Crushes the mouse. I hate that. Yeah, yeah I hate it. I, hate I mean, that. I think that one guy brings it back. Anyway. Mm. I'm more, yeah, I'm more bothered by that than all the people that these Bonnie and Clyde people are going to shoot up, I'm sure. Oh, so. <laughs> the poor mouse. I know, the oh. poor mouse. Ugh. But then they, and then they do the thing with the sponge. Isn't that the movie where they, like, they don't put it in the water like they're supposed to, and they put it on dry so the guy gets like <gasps> Yes, fried they like torture him basically. Yeah. yeah, I think that stuff probably actually happened that was the guy. Life. That was the guy who had the mouse, right? Mm-hmm. So his yeah. mouse gets crushed, and he gets like... Torture. But doesn't the guy bring the guy, mouse back to life? Oh, he, do, he, he does because it it's a Disney movie. No, it's not. It's not. It should be though, right? <laughs> right. It, does he? Okay. Actually, okay. I'm pretty yeah. sure if I'm remembering correctly. And the mouse I think lives. the guy like, okay. brings it back to life. All right. We can get back to the show now. I'm, I'm much better. <laughs> You're much better after you remember that part. Yes. So then let's talk about Clyde. Clyde Barrow is his name. He was born in 1909, so he's only, he's about a year younger than Bonnie. Clyde Borrowed? Clyde Borrow. Borrow. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. So, he was born to a really poor family um, in southeast, uh, in Ellis County, it's like southeast of Dallas, and he was the fifth of seven children. Okay. So, talk about a big family, and they were poor, poor, poor. I'm one of six. Yeah, I guess you technically are, aren't you? Yeah. Even though you really were so much older when those four. Oh yeah. Born. Yeah. So, but yeah, I guess you were. I am one of two. Help. So, <laughs> so their his family was so um, poor. I read that they were living under a wagon for a little while. Why not? In the, so they were living under somebody else's wagon. No, it was their wagon, but, but they were I, living under it. Like they would sleep under it, like okay. for shelter. Interesting. I guess there's just not enough room in I their wagon. I guess so, hmm. is what it was. And so they actually they lived under their wagon for a while until they saved enough mon- money to buy a tent. Interesting. I'm like, get God. Like, what that a sucks. life. That sucks, yeah. So, I can see why they would, like kind of felt like they had not a whole lot to lose. Mm-hmm. So he pretty much started his life of crime pretty early. Um, his first arrest was in 1926. So you're good at math. 1909 to 1926. How old would he have been? Say again. 1909 to 1926. He'd have been like 17. 19. 19. Okay. So his um. 1905 to the 26. So or is it? 1909. 1909. Mm-hmm. Plus 16 would be 25. 19, 25. I think I don't know. I'm bad at math apparently. I'm good at if I have a scratch uh, like a scratch pad. But anyways, I don't think it's important. It's not. Anyway, so he had his first arrest in 1926 because he didn't return a rental car. First of all, they had really? rental cars I was just, in I 1926. I was just thinking that. Like, they didn't go to, like, Avis? Like, yeah, isn't that weird? I found that strange, too. That, but that was his weird. first arrest. And then he was also arrested that same year, a little later on, for possession of a stolen turkey. <laughs> so we're just starting I mean, out this life of crime, you know, right. 
stealing turkeys, not returning cars. Because at this, you know, at this time, I can, like, kind of, I feel bad for him. I mean, you just didn't return a car and they arrested you? Like, that's yeah. kind of nuts. By the way, 1909 to 1926 would be 17. Okay, so he was 17. We solved the mystery. I needed the watch to tell me. That's so embarrassing. We do math good here. We, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> I'm a computer programmer. I'm not saying who for, because it'll fire me. But this guy doesn't even know how to do basic math. Well, I don't either. All right. <laughs> so embarrassed. So from 1927 to 1929, he was arrested so many more times. He was arrested for um, robbing stores. He did safe cracking. He stole cars. Like, he was just out there doing everything he could. I'm, probably it didn't help that he was super poor. Probably was trying to survive, too, I would imagine. I mean, I'm sure he didn't have all the avenues available no i wouldn't think so and isn't this like the 20s that's like depression time yeah. is that correct i believe so yeah okay so everyone was just struggling well that well that started i think at the end of like there was like the it was the roaring 20s wasn't mm -hmm. it and then uh they, at the end it it, it it busted right let's see let's make sure we don't want to get those facts like high like grade school stuff wrong well you can keep Thank you can keep going yeah so Bonnie and Clyde actually met in 1930. Yeah, 1929 to 39 was the Depression. So. Okay, so we're like right smack dab in the yeah. middle of the Great Depression. It, it roared probably because I'm assuming World War One because usually that's when mm -hmm. things roar, and then um, it depressed. Yeah. It roared, then it depressed. So they met in 1930 through mutual friends, and that set everything off. So... Clyde was arrested at the beginning of their relationship for auto theft. He was sent to a place called Eastham Prison mm. in 1930 at the age of 21. So he escaped shortly after arriving to that prison with a weapon that Bonnie smuggled into him. But he was not out for long. He was recaptured very shortly after. So apparently... Before he went to the prison this time, he was actually a really pleasant guy. Um, a lot of people gave interviews saying that he was really, like, I mean, he did a lot of, like, burglaring and, like, robbing and stuff. But he was, like, sure. very nice, very pleasant. I mean, that seems to be, you know, not surprising at all that a lot of these murderer people are, people are quite personable and pleasant. Well, apparently once he got out, got out of prison from this time, his mm -hmm. whole personality changed mm. and he was a pretty he, much a hardened criminal he no longer felt like putting on the he on the put show. on no airs yeah <laughs> so he was sexually assaulted in prison many times he actually killed his assaulter by crushing his skull with a pipe that, is that was his first murder incredibly metal yeah <laughs> right like he was like he got revenge quick which i mean that sucks and, i mean eesh. I like a good underdog, and this is, I'm starting to root for the guy. Right? He's, I he's see, being like, mis a like, a, like, mess with him in prison, then he smashes the guy's face open mm -hmm. with a, a pipe? Yeah. Fuck yeah, this guy's awesome. Yeah, I mean, up to here. So far, so good. Not terrible. Clyde Barrow? Barrow? Barrow. So, it's kind of crazy, because this, uh, this other inmate that was in prison with him around this time actually took responsibility for that crime, so that Clyde wouldn't get... Um, charged the, with it. The, the pipe bashing? Yes, for the pipe bashing because he was already serving a life sentence 
So he told Clyde, like, I'll just take it. I'm not getting out of here anyways. Hmm. You can get out. So I thought that was pretty yeah. cool of that guy. That like, guy was I've... like, nah, I'll take responsibility for this this time. Yeah. So this is actually kind of funny story. So to avoid hard labor while he was in prison, he actually chopped off two of his own toes. Oh. Which is crazy because Gangsta. this dude was released oh. six days after that from prison. But like lazy, just... lazy gangster, like lazy like gangster. not gangster. Like I can put in the hard work and be nah, a tough guy. No, like I don't want to work. I'm so not wanting to swing a hammer or whatever. I'm gonna cut my own toes off. And then he was released from prison six days later. But he he would have just waited six days. So, he didn't know. He didn't know. So okay. He did not so know that. So him being released had nothing to do with his coat, him chopping no, his toes uh-uh. off. So what there was actually, no connection with him chopping no his toes off with him being released six no. days later. So he would have just been released anyways. Yes. So he, oh, so you know what this kind of reminds me of? Mm-hmm. The Big Lebowski. My girlfriend chopped off a toe for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Maybe they got that from this story. I, maybe. So he actually got released because his mother petitioned the court. I'm sorry, I don't think that's a direct quote from but you know you, you know what i mean i believe it was flea and they're talking about the girl who they she chopped off her toe to be bunny's toe mm-hmm. to scare the big lebowski into paying the ransom etc right. but anyways go watch the big lebowski great movie great movie oh really jeez if you haven't what are you doing what are you doing listening to this and <laughs> not watching this off, pause this right now <laughs> after you like it and oh. subscribe to no delete channel. it and never listen again but go watch the big lebowski and then <laughs> Then let it like sink in for a long time, and then maybe if life ventures you back here, then great. <laughs> anyways, Clyde Barrow. So Clyde Barrow. <laughs> so his mom petitioned the court. That's why he was released. So he was released in 1932. His mom got him out. Yeah, his mom petitioned the court, wrote <laughs> a, like a long letter about how much oh. she wanted him out and how he didn't deserve to be there, and wow. he was let out. And apparently his friend said he was very bitter after his release. He was not the same person. A fellow inmate said that, um, this is a quote from a, a fellow inmate, uh, he changed from a schoolboy school to a rattlesnake. Mm. So mm. it really fucked him up. So after release, um, he formed a thing called the Borrow Gang. Basically, a bunch of guys, and Bonnie included, and they just went around robbing banks. They robbed gas stations. They robbed grocery stores. Wow. And what he was doing... Did they have uniforms, just out of curiosity? I hope so. I don't know. You, you ever seen Clockwork, uh, Clockwork Orange? No, I haven't okay. seen that. All right. So never mind then. But for those who have, you know what I'm thinking of. Okay. Does it go with this, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as like... like uh, like a, a gang of hooligans going around causing mischief and mayhem pretty much for the sake of it. But they all have like this weird uniform in and you'd recognize it. There's there some cameos in Space Jam 2 of all things. <laughs> there's like a cameo thing uh, of somebody wearing that outfit. Hmm. It, and it is not, that is not a children's movie by a long stretch. From the first second of that movie you go, no, okay, this is not for kids. Right. Oh, that's, yeah. Space Jam 2, what? That's crazy. That was an interesting movie. Stupid. That was kind of a God, silly why movie. Why did they do that? Anyways. Uh, so, basically what Clyde was trying to do by forming this gang is yeah. he was trying to get a lot of money set back and a lot of weapons. Mm. He really loved 
robbing places for their guns. Okay. And so what he was doing is he was trying to collect all of these things so that he could go back to that prison he was in and start, like, basically launch a raid against this prison. Wow. That was his plan. His whole reason for robbing was just to get revenge on this prison that he was in. That's how much he hated it. So... Let's go back to Bonnie. Bonnie was arrested for the first time in 1932 for a fail, failed hardware store robbery in Kaufman, Texas. She went to steal firearms from this place and messed it up, and she got arrested. Oh. She was released after a few months because the grand jury failed to indict. Yes, they. And at this point, she didn't know Clyde at all. Yeah, no, they were involved. They met oh, okay. in 1930. Okay. Yeah, she, remember, she tried to get him out of prison by okay. smuggling him in a gun. About to say, that, that sounds just like the thing he'd be doing. They'd be, they're perfect for each other. But okay, they, no, they already met. They're, they're conspiring. This okay. is all. This is all them. 1932, in April, Clyde was a getaway driver in a robbery of a store in Hillsborough, Texas. The owner, J.N. Butcher, was shot and killed, and his wife was able to identify Clyde. Wow. So that was, like, his first real murder out. Because he had murdered the guy in prison, so this was, like, his first murder out outside. on the outside. yeah. Mm -hmm. So Clyde and a friend killed Sheriff C.J. Maxwell and Deputy Eugene Moore in a parking lot out of a country dance in Oklahoma one night. They were just hanging out at this dance, and these... Two officers, you know, confronted them about something, and they shot and killed them Damn. right there. Wow. So it was kind of like no looking back after that. While I was reading, it was like after they killed those people, they were like, mm. That's what we're doing now. now. That's yep. what we're doing. That's what this is now. Because it sounded like, to me, the owner of the store, I don't think he was supposed to be killed. It was kind of like a, it just kind of happened. But... Sure. They meant to kill these officers. And then, apparently, he has another murder that they haven't ever confirmed that was him, but it's alleged that it was. Um, he was alleged to kill Howard Hall during a robbery in Sherman, Texas that same year, too. Okay. Christmas Day, 1932, Clyde and his gang murdered Doyle Johnson, Doyle Johnson while stealing his car in Temple, Texas. So hmm. I'm just going through. These are all these people that this guy's starting to kill. So, and then soon after that, he killed Deputy Malcolm Davis on um, January 6, 1933, when they wandered into a police trap set for another criminal. Oh, really? Yeah. So they had just wandered into this like kind of trap. <laughs> it wasn't even for them. And they killed another deputy. Damn. So that's like three, yeah, I think we're up to like three law enforcement officers that they have killed now, the Barrow Gang. Wow. Yeah. So they were trying to catch themselves a little squirrel, and they got themselves a bear. Yeah, they. I'm sure they were not expecting uh -uh. that. Now I'm curious about what criminals they were trying to catch. Right, yeah. I want to know that story. I mean, there's a lot of questions I have about... Uh, several of these murders that you're talking about like. yeah you know i could have really gone deep into these murders but we would have been here for like four hours i mean whatever <laughs> so um the police um yes sorry i lost my place sorry <laughs> embarrassing 
So the police were um, trying to confront what they thought were bootleggers. Okay, so I answered our question. They were trying to confront oh, bootleggers. Okay. Oh, they, 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 got, they thought they were going to catch them some smugglers. Exactly, and mm. they caught way worse. Mm. They were not prepared for this. So when the Barrow gang like, realized what was happening, they just opened fire. They killed um, Detective Larry McGinnis, McG- McGinnis and Constable J.W. W. Harriman. Mm. So... That was not good. So after that incident, this group, they peaced out. They were like on the run because they just killed yeah. a bunch of, you know, they killed two officers sure. and injured a bunch because they just opened fire. Right. So they left. At and they this t- point, you start to have like the National Guard on you and that kind of thing. Yes. So this was the thing that set off like the big hunt for these people. Like they were wanted. You know, I can see like their pictures on mm-hmm. all those like. The wanted signs. Yeah, the saloon doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they have saloons back then? No, I think this might be a little after that. Yeah, I think so. So they... The, on the speakeasies and flapper tappers. <laughs> flapper tappers? Yeah, I'm sure that was it. They were the flappers tapped. <laughs> the flappers tapped. So they peaced out. They actually left so fast that they just left behind like all of their shit. They didn't go back and get it from this guy's apartment. And... Um, they had a large arsenal of weapons there. There was a handwritten poem by Bonnie wow. and a camera with several rolls of undeveloped film. Do we know? Do we have these poems? Yeah, they're actually published. Okay, yeah. cool. So you could like go look them up. There's also a really famous picture of Bonnie that was found on this um, undeveloped roll of film mm-hmm. where she's basically like, she's um, Bonnie's posing with a cigar and a gun. Nice. And it was like published. And I think this like, the Globe is the one who published this picture, and people went crazy for it back then. Like they thought it was so awesome, and it actually made people like this Barrow gang. They right, were like yeah. really into it. Um, well, people like an underdog and like an outlaw, you know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of romantic, right? So this group, after they left like, Texas, fuck you, you can't. I'm not going to right. do. Right. They thought they were cool. Yeah, you can't do. Right. Wait. Fuck you. You can't do. What's the Rage Against the Machine thing? I can't think of it right now. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. There we go. That's what they said. You can't do, I can't do this, that. I do not know that song. No, it's, uh... Oh, you don't know? Really? Fuck you, you can't do it. Oh, you can't... Now I can't think of it again. You messed messed me up. No, I messed me up. It's all my fault. So this group took off, right? They left Texas... And they ranged as far north as Minnesota. And then they tried to rob a bank in Indiana, Lucerne, Indiana. And then they robbed another bank in open Minnesota. These bomb track. Anyways. So they actually ended up kidnapping Dillard Darby and Sophia Stone in Louisiana. So now they're kidnapping. Now they're kidnapping. Whole other thing. So basically, they were trying to kit. They were trying to um, steal Dillard Darby's car, um, and they kidnapped. This was one of the several events between 1932 and 1934 in which they kidnapped police officers or robbery victims. So they just started like kidnapping people. They usually released their hostages far from home, sometimes with money to help them return. So they would like just drop people off and give them money and be like, eh. Fuck off. Yeah. So they didn't kill him. They let him go. That's so that's good. That's better. 
But the Baro game... We're, we're learning. <laughs> they, they digress very hard, though. Oh, no. The Baro gang did not hesitate to shoot anyone who got in their way, whether it was a police officer or an innocent civilian. So if, like, you were cool with them, they would go drop you off. Sure. But if you tried to, like, interfere... Rat them out or cause them any problems. Try to hinder them doing what they were going to do, they would shoot you. You're done. They didn't care. Yeah, you're out of the way. They don't got time for you. So eventually, the cold-bloodedness of their murders opened the public's eyes to the reality of their crimes. So basically... Once, like, they started killing just innocent people, yeah. the public was like, all right, these people aren't as cool as we thought. Right. And therefore... We've all seen that superhero movie. <laughs> what superhero? I don't know. I'm being generic. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't I know. Like, like <laughs> Spider-Man or, like, Iron Man. Oh, like, yeah. like, oh, they're the hero, but then, like, they accidentally get somebody killed or they go, something happens, they wind up killing somebody. Then, then everybody turns on them, and now the people that once... Love them, hate them. I'm pretty sure that's Iron Man. I mostly know that from the Ozzy Osbourne, or sorry, the Black Sabbath song. That, and it's kind of the premise uh, so, for The Incredibles. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So, when I say we've all seen that superhero movie, the yeah. generic... I got it. I got it now. Cool. But yeah, they like... You made me feel like I was... <laughs> just a moron. I just needed that. explanation. Not, not good. I'm just glad it wasn't me. So, they, um, the photos, like, they published a bunch of photos, like we said, from that um, camera thing, and all the public knew exactly what these people looked like. Okay. So, it made it really difficult for them to move around the country, like they were. Yeah. Because everyone knew what they looked like. Everyone was looking for them, and there's a reward, no doubt. Uh, yeah, okay. we're going to get to the reward. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, they, they... They really were trying to hide and not draw attention to themselves, but it was really hard. Sure, uh, I'm sure they had like put on the like little mustaches and like the like I the, can just see the glasses with that. like the like the, the nose. Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, in 1930, uh, Barrow failed to see warning signs under a construction bridge while driving with uh, Bonnie and another person in their car near Wellington, Texas, which is kind of around where I grew up. So this is northern Texas, which they call West, West Texas. Texas. I don't know why. It, yeah, don't ask me. It's like at the top part of Texas. It was very confusing. Right? Isn't it near like Oklahoma border? Yeah, or? kind of. So this is Wellington, Texas. Mm. So he... It sounds like, It sounds fancy. Wellington. It does. I think it's just a really crappy tiny town. Mm. If you're from Wellington, please don't come for me. I'm sure it's a fine town. No, if, if you're right, they're probably like, yeah. This place sucks. <laughs> I'm from a little podunk town in North Texas, too, so don't worry. I feel you on that. No, I'm not. I'm from the big city. Yeah, you are. Not really. So Suburbs. He's, <laughs> so he's driving, right? And he doesn't see these signs for construction under this bridge. He drives in the, under there and flips their car into a ravine. Nice. Because he wasn't paying attention to this construction going on. Bound to happen. What really sucks about it is there's like conflicting stories about what actually happened. So it was either um, Bonnie was doused with acid from the car's battery. What? Or she, um, some also say it was a gasoline fire from the gas in the car. Mm. She got third degree burns like all up her leg. And it was so severe that her muscles um, were like contracted. It caused her leg to like draw up. 
and it was serious. Like third degree burns are not anything to mess with, but they sure. couldn't go to a doctor because they're on the run. Right. They couldn't do anything. Got got infection. So I was reading this, and they had to basically like pour whiskey on it. Well, they cleaned it, and they were they were trying to keep her alive because she was like almost near death. I think she got an infection in it. They were having to try to like rob stores to get you know atropine. It says to like help clean this wound and like it was terrible she almost died that, that movie <clears throat> that uh, we watched i'm pretty sure it's based on this remember i showed it to you the uh the one with woody harrelson oh yeah Na- natural born natural, natural born, born killers. killers you know because they they had to rob the store to get like the snake venom or whatever and that's right i it has to be heavily based on this case that movie's cool oh that movie was crazy so so yeah, so they're like trying to get her to stay alive basically this whole time. Yeah. So they um, ended up meeting up with like a couple of their friends named, their last names were, no, I think these are their first names, Buck and Blanche. Okay. And they, I know. Bonnie, great. Clyde, and Buck and Blanche. Yeah. That sounds like names. a fun party. I, I love it. I'm, and all I can picture is Blanche from the Golden Girls, so I'm just <laughs> going to go with it. Oh. I know that was not. Uh, really I bet Buck was a crazy dude. I bet Buck was a crazy dude too. So uh, Buck and so they hid near a tourist court. I don't really know what a tourist, tourist court, court is. I, I've never heard of that. So they stayed there for a while so that Bonnie could recover from her burns. Okay. So they. Um, so it's working. They're keeping the infection at bay. There. It's working for now. So. Wow. Good job, guys. They went out, started robbing and burglaring and murdering around that town. Um, it was around Alma, Arkansas is where it was. So they had to flee because people caught wind of them. That's basically what happened. So they had to get the heck out of there, even with Bonnie basically on death's door. Right. So they go to this place in Missouri and Blanche registers them as three guests, even though the owner could see five people. Mm-hmm. So he kind of was like, mm, All right. something's up. Something's going on here. And he noted that the driver backed into the garage in a gangster style for a quick getaway. Oh, so okay. he like backed in, and he found that odd because he was like, why are they going to need to flee so fast? Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So gotcha. Blanche paid for their cabins with coins rather than bills. Is that why people back in? And often to get away? No, like because it's called. That's like considered to be like gangster style. Oh, is that why people? Because I like. There's some situations where it's like not really pragmatic. Is it a word? I hate it. Practical. Yeah, in my garage at work. Yeah. I work on a multi-level parking garage. Uh-huh. I, I don't work on that garage, but like I have to park there. Uh-huh. I hate when people back in because, because it takes. They block, they block everyone. It takes a long time. Yeah, and, and you have they to wait. Don't know how to do it. Right, right. It's I just terrible. pull them forward because Same. it's fast. I do too. I don't have time for all the, the glitz and glamour. I don't want to make people wait for me. I'm just usually late to work or when I'm, from when I'm supposed to be there, so I don't have time for all that. <laughs> Plus, I don't have rear view cameras and stuff, and like some of those tight spots are tight. Yeah, I don't have time for all that. Yeah, I don't have rear view cameras either. We are not fancy like, like that. I get you could probably get like um get it real good with a bunch of practice. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could. But why? Nothing against people who do it. That's fine. I don't mind if you do it. Just don't block traffic. Oh, like get good. Like if you're gonna do it, be good at it. Mm-hmm. And do Practice it. Practice at home. Yes, several <laughs> times, please. 
that's our or like or like a parking lot go to go to like a parking lot like you do when you first learn driving or like when you learn how learn how to drive a stick which by the way i still need to teach you how to drive i do not how to drive a stick i don't know how to do that that would be something very good for me to learn i mean probably not they barely make them anymore but that's true but it's it's something to know yeah but in an emergency situation i can't drive your car yeah so anyway, so they're at this hotel. What if you become a the, valet worker and somebody comes up with a stick and you're like, we can't take your car. I mean. No tip for you. I think I should not be a valet driver then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fine. Another dream dashed. <laughs> no more side hustle of that. <laughs> so the, that guy, so the hotel guy, right, who's kind of like, he's, he's got his eye on yeah, him. Yeah. He's like, something's There's, not right about this. They check in three. I see five. Right? You said they put right. down three people? There were more people. He saw more people. And she actually paid for the rooms in coins rather than bills, which he thought was odd, too. Mm. And they backed their car in. That was another thing he thought was odd. And then he noticed that they taped newspapers all over their wall, their windows. Yeah, that, that, and they were like, that to me like, would mm. be the biggest sign that they are doing something that is shady, maybe. Exactly. And then she also paid for five mils instead of three. Right. She had said that there were only three people. Sure, sure. So he said that they also, um, their outfits were not typical for the women in that area. Mm-hmm. So the, the women were not dressed how you would normally see women. I see. That's so, funny. They had cultural, like local like ways of dress. My assumption is probably a lot of women back then wore dresses and skirts and probably... She was like probably... I'm going to imagine Blanche and Bonnie were rolling up there in like some pants. Something like that or some like, um, what do they call those? Like the water ones where they go like this high? Oh, high waters? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming is probably... The wading ones you can go... <laughs> There's the High waters isn't the name that I um, know capris. of. Capris. That's yeah, it. there's a couple different names. Probably rocking some capris and some Tommy guns. and <laughs> Like, that woman does not look correct. Yeah, she right. stood out. Yeah. Where's the bonnet in the Bible? <laughs> exactly. They're in Texas, right? Uh, no, they're actually in Missouri. Okay, right so now. probably even more so. I don't know. Missouri's. I don't know anything about Missouri. I don't know anything about Missouri either, so I, but I'm assuming it's pretty, like, Bible belty and old timey i would think so i think probably most places were like that they say like, then, they, right? the people from there don't even say missouri right it's like they call it missouri missouri, right? missouri. yeah i think i haven't met very many I, people me from neither, missouri. Honestly. i mean neither if you're from missouri let us know how you guys say missouri do you say it missouri or missouri uh, missouri and what's your thoughts on pa- women in pants yeah i mean or capris if you could give us a perspective from someone in the 1930s that would be great <laughs> too so thank you yeah that's your homework. They don't want to do homework. <laughs> okay, Nobody fine. wants to do homework. I don't want to do homework. <laughs> so this um, hotel person, right? Hotel person. The like. Yeah. The head of it. Yeah. yeah. He went to the highway patrol. Mm-hmm. Highway patrol. Yeah. Not like the local sheriff or. My assumption is he probably already had a working relationship with this person. Okay. So he went to Captain William Baxter, of the highway patrol. Sounds British. Captain William Baxter. Yeah, it does sound British. I hope he was British. That would make the story cool. So he he told... (laughs) That would do it. Something would. (laughs) So he basically goes there and was like, listen, there's these people here. I don't know what's up with them, but something's up. Mm -hmm. Like, I need you to um, investigate this. Mm -hmm. So Clyde and one of the people he was with went into that town to purchase some bandages, crackers, cheese, 
and atropine to treat Parker's leg. And the druggist that sold them the stuff actually contacted the sheriff who put the cabins under surveillance. So the pharmacists, like, this town was paying attention. I'll give it to them. They, they um, blew the whistle on these people pretty fast. So Sheriff Coffee led a group of officers towards these cabins at 11 p.m. armed with machine guns. Nice. Tommy guns? Tommy submachine guns? Aren't those Tommy guns? Uh, Thompson submachine guns. I believe those are the Tommy guns, yeah. The, the so, big, like, the big, circular ah, that's so clips. cool, yeah. yeah. So, gunfight. They, they're they're all talking with the accent, yeah. you know. Listen here, copper, see? And, I yeah. hope that's how this all went. You'll never take us alive now. Yeah. See, like, so, Come out, Barrow. <laughs> We've got you surrounded. It's probably exactly yeah. how it sounded. We don't want any trouble, see? <laughs> Everyone's seeing. Everyone has to see. <laughs> I love their accents. Yeah. It is, yeah, I do love that, too. I, I really wish something like that would come back. Oh, the, like Janet Snake Hole? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a, a Parks and Rec reference. Yes. But yes, exactly. Precisely. Old-timey radio. Yeah, know. I love that voice. Bring it back, guys. You, there's your homework. <laughs> bring, just, it, bring back a whole dialect. Let's just all start talking like that. And then it'll just catch on. Well, day, welcome we'll... to the Two Death Podcast, see? <laughs> well, Hello, that, see? That's our new, our, our new intro. <laughs> I'm, I'm not opposed to it. The... I'm not either. All right, cool. It's your, it's your show. I'm just here to do whatever. So right? whatever you want to do. So this gunfight, like this fight bust out, right? It was a firefight! <laughs> the, well, the cops... It's from a, a, the one movie with the Irish people. That one movie with the Irish people? Yeah. The uh, black... Uh, God, what is the name of the movie? With um, Norman Reedus and Willem Dafoe. Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Yep. Yeah, there you go. So and not William Dafoe. Ever, I heard I heard our kid, oldest one, say William Dafoe. It is not William. It is Willem. Willem Dafoe. Yes. Back to Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> so they're in this huge gunfight with these cops. And... The cops' guns proved to be no match for Clyde's guns. That's right. Because he stole a bunch of guns from the National Guard Armory at some point. And so, basically, they were able to get away. I mean, they pieced out. How many? Like, how many? Uh, it was just the two of them or three? No, it was the no. four of them, right? It was Butch. I think there's more like Buck? seven of them. Oh, because we, so we had Bonnie, Clyde, Buck. Blanche. Blanche, right. And then there's some other... <laughs> can't remember, can't leave out Blanche no, Devereaux. No, you cannot leave out Blanche Devereaux. What is, she, what is her famous saying? Let's eat shit and die, like... Eat trash and die. <laughs> eat, eat trash and... No, no, no. Eat, eat dirt and die trash. Right, now picture her that with a Tommy gun Ooh. taking people out saying that. I could totally see With like a cigar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Ah, oh, Rue McClanahan should have made the Bonnie and Clyde movie and played <laughs> Blanche. Let's fast forward like 50 years and tell her to do that. Right. <laughs> so yeah, this gang escaped um, and they were on the run again. The cops did not pursue them because they were just so out. Um, I don't know how you would say that. They were outgunned, I guess. Outmanned. Outgunned. Oh, don't, don't, <laughs> make me start, don't make me start doing the Hamilton rap. Outgunned, outmanned. So the gang. We've evaded. got to have ships and black. I don't even know how that thing goes. They talk about ships guns and, and guns. Ships. And so the balance shifts. With Rochambeau, we 
We rendezvous with Rochambeau, <laughs> consolidate their gifts. That was associated Rochambeau with the South Park version of that is where two typically male people kick each other in the nuts all in, in <laughs> alternatively until one of them quits. Oh, okay. And last man standing, man at that point, if you could still call yourself that after getting kicked in the nuts that many times, uh, standing wins. So that is always what I think about. So even in watching Hamilton, when they're singing, I'm picturing these people on stage like just kicking each other in the nuts. Wow. When they're talking about Rochambeau. <laughs> Back to uh, Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> I can just see like the people. Oh, imagine like the people in Hamilton doing that. That's exactly what was going through my head. Like the C. Jack guy and and uh, uh, like playing George Washington and the Hamilton guy and like and the it's French. Just Lynn and C. Jack yeah, just, and David just yeah. like kicking huh. each other. In oh. the balls. <laughs> like all right, all right, all right, all right. You win. You win. You win. Rochambeau. <laughs> America wins. <laughs> we win. If that you know we should solve our problems like that. Yeah, it'd probably be less... L- less bloodshed. Less bloodshed. Just a couple of balls lost. So here's the crazy anyway. part. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Here's the crazy part about this gunfight. And I found this insanely interesting. So this guy, um, it, it was Buck. Mr. Buck here. Buck Wild. He got, um, he got shot in the head Ooh. during that fight. Not wild anymore. Basically, he got shot in the forehead where it exposed a lot of his skull bone and it exposed his brain. And Blanche was blinded, nearly blinded in both of her eyes from glass fragments. So they did not make it out of that very well. Mm. But imagine this, this guy's just walking around with bone and his brain showing. Just walking around like nothing. That's crazy to me kind of gangster and kind of crazy that he's just walking around with a big hole in his face. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like Walking Dead. Yeah. So the gang are on the run once again, and they camp out at an abandoned amusement park in Iowa. So Buck, he's not doing so well. He's got this hole in his head. Yeah. He's like in and out of consciousness. Jesus Christ. <laughs> They, he actually was so bad that Clyde and another uh-huh. um, another guy dug a grave for him. Right. Because they were like, "You're gonna die, dude." Yeah. It's not looking good. Well, he was he was he hung in there. He didn't die at that point. Buck, why? <laughs> so all these like residents around that um, abandoned amusement park started noticing all these bloody bandages. Right, and somebody walking around with a hole in their head. <laughs> someone walking around with a hole in their head. So these residents alerted. Graves being dug. Right. Right. So they notice all this and they actually... Some flags are being risen. <laughs> right. There's a, lots of red flags. Like, literally with blood red flags. So the residents tip off the police that the borough gang are there. Uh-huh. Right. So local police officers and approximately 100 just spectators gather at this place to see this confrontation. Yeah. Like, this was their entertainment. They're like, we're all meeting here. Hell we're yeah. going to watch this go down. I would be scared. Like, are we going to get shot? That's part of the fun. That <laughs> risk. So Clyde, Bonnie, and um, another guy that they were with escaped on foot. Buck, 
Poor Buck. He got shot in the back of the head. God, he survived one gunshot to the head just to be taken out by another. Yeah, he got taken out. It was just meant to happen. It, it was well, meant to and be. And it's crazy, though. He actually didn't die after getting shot in the what? back of the head Oh, my God. He actually died in the hospital. What does this remind you? After me? they shot him from... He died from pneumonia oh, <laughs> in the hospital after his surgery. Lungs took him out. Yep. No amount of headshots has taken this guy out, but some lung stuff. Damn. And Blanche was also captured um, in that raid too. So Blanche is Blanche is in custody. I just what movie is that where they, they keep thinking somebody is dead, but they're not, and they keep coming back and have to like keep killing them. It was like a comedy of some kind. I can't remember. I can't remember either. I think I know what you're talking about, but I cannot mm. even remember. Yeah. So for the next six weeks, the the ones that got away, they just kept going everywhere. They went to Colorado, they went to Minnesota, they went to Mississippi, and they continued to commit armed robberies all around the way. They restocked, restocked their arsenal. Um, they robbed a big armory in Illinois, and um, they acquired three bars, B-A-R-S, I don't know what that is, and handguns and a large quantity of ammunition. So they got all stocked back up. So this is where it gets weird, and I was kind of like, they really do this, so they're on the run, right? Mm -hmm. They're trying to like, you know, evade all this law enforcement. Well, they decide in September they want to go back to Texas and visit their families. Okay, they just want to say hi to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Stop and say hi. See how Miles doing? Yeah. So they go back. Um, The one guy that escaped with them that came back, he actually decided to go to Houston, where we are right now, to visit his family, and he was caught. While he was in Houston, of course. Those Houston police, they'll get you. Got to watch out. So he got. Got to make sure your tags are right. He got got. Oh yeah, you got to make sure your tags are right. On November twenty second, the they narrowly evaded arrest while trying to meet members of their family in Sowers, Texas. So they almost got caught there. As Clyde drove up, he sensed a trap and drove past his family's car. At which point. The deputies stood up and opened fire with machine guns. Damn. So they were on them. Yeah. And he sensed it and they got out of there. I feel like this is the Tom Hanks part of the movie. Tom Hanks part of the movie. Yeah, the Bonnie and Clyde movie. Oh, see, I haven't seen the Bonnie and Clyde movie. I, I, I feel I like Tom Hanks is in there. Go ahead. Go I really ahead. need to yeah. see it. Yeah. No, I was just trying to picture. Did he play Clyde? No, I think he was like a cop. Even if he was even in this movie, even if, if this even is a real movie, I'm 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 looking up. Mm. By all means, don't wait for me. I was just taking a drink of tea. Okay. Okay. So on November 28th, a Dallas grand jury delivered a murder indictment against Bonnie and Clyde for the killing in January that year, nearly 10 months earlier, of County Deputy Malcolm Davis, and it was Bonnie's first warrant for murder. So now they got they got a whole big thing on their head. On night on January sixteenth, nineteen thirty-four, Clyde orchestrated the escape of several inmates from Eastland Prison. Nice. The raid generated negative publicity for Texas, and Clyde seemed to have achieved what historians suggest was his overriding goal: revenge on the te- Texas Department of Corrections. 
So he did what he set out to do. He did a successful raid on this prison and got some of his buddies out. He made them look bad. He made them look terrible. Uh, the Barrow Gang. Um, ah, it wasn't Tom Hanks. It was Kevin Costner. Oh, Kevin Costner. And I think it was the Highwaymen. The Highwaymen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. I was like, oh, am I imagining things? Is my brain doing that to me again? Or just... Oh, Kathy Bates is in it. Look at that. Yeah, it was good. Hmm. It was good. Interesting. Not according to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it was terrible? Yeah, it's okay. got like a 58 or whatever. It's got 6.9 on IMDb. So it's nah. like, it, 82% by Google. Google's usually pretty forgiving. So over, all in all, it was, probably, it was kind of meh, it looks. But I thought it was all right. It's a good like bar movie, which is, I think, where, where it played. It was at no, that, that little uh, bar around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I've, I've watched a lot of movies there, like parts of a lot That's of movies. That's where I saw most of those... Uh, Superhero movies. Like, oh, the Marvel movies? Yeah, yeah. like sort of uh, Thor Ragnarok and all. The <laughs> Jeff Goldblum Interesting one. place to yeah. watch those. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes it just... There's not a real complex story going on that's... Nah. You know, there's... All right, one guy needs to beat up this other group for some reason because they stole the magic jewels and... Right. Whatever, you know. <laughs> so, okay, now... so. They did this raid on the prison, right? He got some of his friends out. Got his people out. During some during that raid, though, one of the members of the Barrow Gang shot and killed uh, Mayor, Major Joe Crossan. Mm. Crossan died in the hospital. So that attack attracted a full power of Texas and federal government to oh, the manhunt. There's the feds. I yeah. knew they were coming. They came. With their tanks and their bombs. So and their bombs and their guns. They they're all on the run now, except for one of the. So this is actually kind of fucked up. One of the guys that um, Clyde actually got out of prison. His last name was Methvin. Mm-hmm. Methvin. He um he actually went and turned himself in and ratted them all out. No. Yes, he was a rat. Don't do that. He totally ratted them out, and he actually led to the whole setup, the ambush of. Bonnie and Clyde. And he wanted to go back to prison? I think he probably took a deal. He's like the guy in the Matrix who wants to go back in. Mm-hmm. And he rats out all his friends. Yep, it's exactly He's like that. He's Cypher, that son of a bitch. Oh, look. You nerds know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that was a great movie. It's great. It's amazing. So the Texas Department of Corrections is like, we got to take care of this now. Yeah. So they can they contracted this Texas Ranger. He was like a former Texas Ranger called um, Frank Hammer. I mean, come on. With Hell that name, yeah. come on, the Hammer. So Frank Hammer, uh, he was tasked with hunting them down. Right. He, the he, Hammers that could hunt you down. Exactly. And apparently, this guy was. You've awesome. been hammered. <laughs> he, apparently, he was like ruthless. This guy, like he was. Like, they can make a whole movie on this guy. Hell yeah, I want to see the Hammer movie. Me too. I wonder if there is one. We need to look for that. So he accepted the assignment as a Texas Highway... I've seen highway, the, the Hebrew um, Hammer. The Hebrew Hammer. Uh-huh. It's just like a superhero, like, Jewish guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It stars uh, the guy from... Uh, he was in Fargo season two, I think. He was one of the brothers. He, he was the one who could speak. Oh, yeah, yeah that was, guy. Yeah, that guy was in it. I, I believe that was him. Huh. Yeah. Never heard of it. Uh, I, I had a roommate who was all in the weird movies. Ugh. Like, B, you know, B movies and that kind of thing. Right. 
it's where I saw uh, Cannibal the Musical, which is uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone's first like first movie, one of the first movies. I've not seen that either. Oh, it's a it's a, like a true crime kind of thing. It's about oh. a murder uh, that took place in the the Colorado mountains. Oh, I need to watch that. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. That sounds cool. They build a snowman. They build a snowman. <laughs> I feel like this is nefarious. Oh no. No. Okay. <laughs> it's just a snowman. Do you want to build a snowman? Something like that. So this hammer guy, we're going back to him. Mm-hmm. So he had acquired this like formidable reputation because he caught a ton of people and he would shoot a number of criminals too. Like he shot and killed them too. Mm. So he was officially credited with 53 kills and he actually suffered 17 wounds. From Damn, him. this guy is, he's out for blood. He's out for blood. So the prison boss, uh, this guy Simmons says publicly that Hammer had been his first choice, although there is evidence that he was first approached he, fr- he first approached two other rangers to hunt this guy down, both who declined. Because they were reluctant to shoot a woman. Oh, they right. didn't want, they didn't want to that bad press. Because of Bonnie. Right, 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 right. So starting on February 10th, Hammer became the constant shadow of Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. He hunted them. He lived out of his car. Um, he was always just right behind right, them. Right, two steps behind, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he was on them. On Easter Sunday, 1934, at the intersection of Route 114 and Dove Road near Grapevine, Texas, which is kind of the Dallas area. Okay. Um, specifically, South Lake is what it is now. Right. Which is funny. I actually just listen to a podcast about South Lake because they're super racist apparently oh. like the school system there I don't know it was an interesting podcast I believe there's podcast. a South Lake uh, school system where I were I'm from up in Michigan really yeah South Lake I think that's where uh, my cousin went to school I think my parents or my mom at least hmm. I think so well, I yeah, mean something like that sounds right right South something South. I know the South feel but I think it was called South Lake I think it was the name of it anyways so they're by near Grapevine, right, on Easter Sunday, 1934. Two highway patrolmen, H.D. Murphy and Edward Bryant Wheeler, mm-hmm. stopped their motorcycles because they saw this car that was on the side of the road, and they thought, eh, they may need assistance. Okay. Well, Bonnie and Clyde <laughs> opened fire on them. Oh, shit. <laughs> killing both officers. An eyewitness said that um, Bonnie fired the fatal shots, and this story got out to the public, and... The public was out for blood at this point. They were like, what the heck? These people are just start, like trying to help you, and you guys killed them. Yeah. So they were not yeah. happy about that. The they're public. no longer underdogs. They're assholes. Oh, they're assholes yeah. now, and the public does not like them. Right. So during the spring season, the grapevine killings were recounted in exaggerated detail. They got canceled. Affecting the public perception. Oh, they got majorly canceled. All four Dallas Daily Papers seized on the story and, like, they had all these people come out and talk about it because apparently a lot of people witnessed what what happened. Some farmers and things. Yeah. So. I want to see those. Of, I want to see those farmer like recant like videos. Like, I know. <laughs> I'm just out here farming Farmin'. my cows, and here come Bonnie and Clyde around the corner and shooting up a store. I I want to see these that. These two two poor police officers yep. just got caught up in the crosswind. Those poor farmers just trying to do their job, feed America. 
So the story claimed, like, they ran this big story that Bonnie laughed because one of the uh, police officers had bounced like a rubber ball on the ground as she shot him. Like, stuff like that. Like, yeah. they really got the public worked out. Right. The stories claimed that the police found a cigar butt with tiny teeth marks, supposedly those of Bonnie's. Put that on eBay. So several days later, uh, one of the cops that got killed, his fiance wore her wedding dress to his funeral because they were about to get married. Oh, like, how sad is yeah, that? Yeah, that sucks. And they, like, took pictures of that and of put course, it in the newspaper, yeah. and, like, people were pissed. Right. They, they were not happy. Well, yeah. So because of this, like, huge outcry from the public, the um, police officers actually um, put out a $1,000 uh, reward for the dead bodies of Bonnie and Clyde. Nice. Not their capture, just the bodies. Right. So they didn't even alive. want them alive. No, just, they didn't want them alive. Just, okay. You would only get that money if, if, they, you, were dead. if they were dead. $1,000 dead or dead. Mm-hmm. And then they added another $500 for each of... Um, the two killers, which meant that for the first time, Bonnie's um, there was a specific price on Bonnie's head since she was so widely believed to have shot Murphy. Mm, okay. So you could get, um, let's see. So on top of the thousand, you could also get another, basically another thousand from this other person. So it's like two grand. Yeah. Which wonder, can, what that translates to in modern money. I, I have don't know. no idea. Probably like 50,000, 100,000. That's a lot of I money, yeah. probably back then. Somewhere in there, I don't know. So public hostility increased five days later when Clyde and the other person he was with murdered 60-year-old constable Cal Campbell, a widower near Oklahoma. So they kidnapped him, and they were going to let him go. It says they kidnapped the police chief. So they killed him. They kidnapped the police chief and they crossed state lines into Kansas to let him go giving him a clean shirt a few dollars and a crust from Bonnie to tell the world that she did not smoke cigars like that's what that's the message she sent wow tell those people I don't I don't smoke cigars I may have murdered somebody in cold I, blood but I, I don't do smoke not smoke cigars isn't <laughs> yeah. that hilarious she just wanted to set the story straight she did oh by the way apparently a thousand dollars today's money in 26 or whatever it would be like like sixteen thousand dollars so that's a lot of money on yeah. their heads yeah that's so crazy so let's see Boyd um, identified both Clyde um, and Bonnie to authorities. So this person that they kidnapped right and let go, they were able to identify that these were actually the people. So historian, this historian writes that for the first time, Bonnie was seen as a killer, actually pulling the tr trigger just like Clyde. Whatever chance she had for clemency had just been reduced. The Dallas Journal ran a cartoon on its editorial page showing an empty electric chair with a sign saying reserved for Bonnie and Clyde. Damn. So they are public enemy number one. Wow. So by 1934, Clyde had 16 warrants outstanding for him, multiple counts of robbery, auto theft, escape, assault, and murder in four states. Uh, Hammer, the yep. Hammer, who had been tracking the gang on February 12th, led the posse. He had studied their movements and found that they swung in circle... 
skirting edges on the five Midwestern stakes, exploiting the state line rule, which prevented officers from pursuing a fugitive in another jurisdiction. Right, right. So they knew where to drive so that they wouldn't be pursued. So they're smart. They're doing things correctly, right? Interesting, yeah. So the gang's itinerary centered on family visits. So they were going to visit people's families. Again, like they need to stop visiting their families. They're, it's really messing them up. So it's Human see. instincts. We'll get you. So at approximately 9.15 on May 23rd, so this is in, what, 1934 now. Mm-hmm. The posse was... St- Still concealed in the bushes and almost like so they basically formed this four person posse. The hammer and it consisted of a few other um, like rangers, mm-hmm. basically. They set up this whole posse to catch them. So they basically were on this road hiding in the bushes, waiting for Bonnie and Clyde to come through because they knew they were. They had studied their movements. Right. So they were about to give up. They said, you know, we've been waiting here forever. We're not going to catch them today. We're going to pack it all up. Well, last second, they heard a vehicle approaching at a high speed. So they're like, all right, we're going to do this. All right. It's not this one. We are packing it up, folks. Pretty much. So this almost didn't happen. Right. So in the official report, they state that... uh, they had persuaded um, Methvin. So this is the guy who ratted them out. He was actually there. Uh-huh. Okay. They had told him to position his truck on the shoulder of the road that morning. They hoped that Clyde would stop and speak to him, put his, putting his vehicle close to the posse in the bushes. So they hear this car coming, and it's them. It's their Ford V8, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Clyde was the one driving. Bonnie was in the passenger seat. So this, so there ended up this posse, I guess, ended up just raining bullets down on this car the sure. second they saw him. So one of them, the first shot hit Clyde in the head and killed him instantly. Oh wow! So he died very quickly. The officers fired 130 rounds, emptying each of their weapons into the car. So the two Bonnie and Clyde had survived all these like. Gunshot wounds before this, but this just took him out. Right. And apparently they were saying, someone that was there was saying once Clyde was shot in the head, they could hear Bonnie crying. And like, but she didn't survive much longer after that. Apparently, uh, their body was so riddled with bullets that the coroner that embalmed them couldn't keep the embalming fluid in them. Just leaked out? It just kept leaking out because there were so many bullet holes. Yeah. So... That was it for Bonnie and Clyde. They were killed in just a rain of bullets. Turned into corned beef hash. Yes. So after the ambush, 112 bullet holes were in the vehicle. Damn. Which is around, which around one quarter struck the couple. So one quarter of that 112. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. A crowd gathered on the spot. Like, apparently this huge crowd gathered to see, like, and they were, this crowd was being kind of crazy. Like, they went in, they were, like, touching the bodies. Oh, yeah. They were jostling them. One lady cut a lock of Bonnie's hair 
off and actually and like took pieces of her dress and they were sold as souvenirs isn't that like that's sadistic like yeah, i think yeah. that's too much i mean that sounds exactly like what people would do now and then put it on tiktok it is it's like people have not changed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i get it i i'm like interested in true crime i would never go to like the scene of a crime and like take things from right. these, like deceased people i mean if anything i would want to like mess with the crime scene i know Hinton returned to find a man trying to cut off. So this guy, like, one of the cops, like, saw some guy trying to cut off Clyde's trigger finger. Oh, what? Take it. Yeah, oh my God. as like a souvenir, and oh that was God. stopped. It was crazy. So they took Hey, stop so- cutting off his finger, see? <laughs> Leave it there, see? <laughs> so the population of the... So they were killed in Arcadia, Louisiana, okay. is where they were killed. So this town... The population of that town swelled from 2,000 to 12,000 within Mm. hours just to see this whole murder scene. (laughs) It was such a a big to-do that (laughs) these people started selling beer near the crime scene. And the beer that was normally sold for 15 cents a bottle jumped to 25 cents. These people were making money. Damn. They sold sandwiches. Quarter for a beer? <laughs> yes. What kind of bullshit is this? I know, right? This is a Dave Matthews Band concert? <laughs> no. It's like they were just having a party. They were eating sandwiches, drinking beer, like all by this like crime scene. Yeah. That's so crazy to me. It, it's really sad, though. I read this part where Clyde's dad actually went to go identify his body. Yeah. And it was said that, like, after he identified him, he, like, sat in this rocking chair outside the door and was just crying. I mean, it sucks, so but sad. your son was... Uh, he was, like, a murderous A mass asshole, murderer. But, like, a part of me feels really bad for his I dad. I mean, yeah, like, of course. Like, that sucks. So there was actually, like, no one to identify Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Which sucked. So you know who they actually had identify her? No. One of the people she kidnapped. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So they brought this guy to identify her body. And um, he was actually an undertaker, which is kind of weird. His name was um, H.D. Darby. Okay. And he he went to go identify her. And he said that Bonnie made a remark. Everybody's name sounds so proper and awesome. I know. So the undertaker, this guy said that Bonnie actually joked while he, um, he was kidnapped by her saying, oh, you're an undertaker? Huh? Maybe one day you'll be working on us. Oh. So very freaking weird. And well. he actually did assist. In oh, the foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that, you know, that's the story of Bonnie and Clyde. Wow. They Isn't got in crazy? it. Yeah. They were like. Had a rough un- upbringing, met through some uh, mutual friends, and uh, started just d- busting out of prisons and stuff and getting into a whole bunch of murder hijinks. Yeah, and it's crazy because, you know, I think you said it in the beginning. At first, I was kind of rooting for them. Yeah. They yeah. kind of seemed like kind of Peter Panish type of people, like kind of trying to stick it to the man. Like, I think you're thinking of Robin Hood. Robin Hood. I so was up I'm like, what Pan. does Peter Pan have to do with this? He's like flying to Neverland with fighting Captain <laughs> yeah. Hook. I, I cannot make the connection. No, Robin Hood, you're <laughs> so right. So, like, they were kind of like Robin Hood. Right, steal you know? from the like, rich and give the poor, but, yeah. But they just went off the rails and started <laughs> killing everybody. They just messed it up. Yeah. But, I, 
you know, I didn't know all of that about him. I kind of want to like do some more research about. You watch some that, of the uh, shit. that movie, that Highwaymen movie. Yeah, that that is probably gonna be interesting. With the Waterworld guy. The Waterworld guy. Yeah, wasn't Kevin Costner? Oh, I you know, I've never seen Waterworld, so. Mm, I haven't really seen the whole thing. I've seen parts of it. It seemed fine. Kind of boring. Yeah. I don't know if I've even ever heard anything about it. I know that there was a video game of it in The Simpsons oh. that uh, Millhouse played. Okay. Yeah, you can play as Kevin Costner. And... <laughs> you did Waterworld. All right. Yeah. So... Well, that's it. That was our second episode. And yeah. it's a freaking nuts story. I don't know. It was uh, cool. Like, it makes me want to like research so much more and like watch some like way TV less stuff. depressing than the last one, which is so about the less... kidnapped kid. Jesus Christ, yeah. that thing is awful. I, I thought about that thing the whole day <laughs> after know. we did that. I'm like, oh. Well, now you can think about Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, that one's fine. They deserved it. They, they ended up. I think it says like they ended up killing thirteen people altogether, which sucks. Yeah. Like, I, that really sucks for those victims, but. Yeah. Yikes. But it's not quite as depressing as child kidnapping. Yeah, no, it's a yeah, it's a whole different thing. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. That was a ton of research. <laughs> good job. Yeah, Thank you. good job. That was fun. So yeah, thanks guys for for joining us and, yeah. and checking us out. And we'll be back next time with another crazy couple in crime case. All right, bye. Bye guys. <laughs>